Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm really excited about today's guest, Jesse Johnston. He's got 25 years in the real estate industry, but it's not just about real estate. It's about financial freedom. It's about financial literacy with these days and age with the volatility and the uncertainty. He's here to come talk to us about winning in business through developing meaningful connections with your team, growing your business, and this can be a fantastic discussion for the audience. So Jesse, welcome. Thanks for having me, Chris. I'm uh, really excited to be here and having the opportunity to kind of share some of my experience with with your audience. Yeah. So kind of tell people about your story, your background, how you got started, and we'll delve right into it. Yeah. So um, I love telling my story because it started uh, back in 1999. So I get to start off every every time saying I, I got into real estate at the turn of the century. And uh, it was a great time to get in. I started in the mortgage industry. Um, and was there f- until 2008. And, uh, and then in 2008, I decided to get my real estate license. Uh, it was a great time to get into real estate, believe it or not, because uh, while the market wasn't fantastic, uh, it was a great time to get in, learn and, and take market share. Yeah. And then from there, I, I got really passionate about building team. You know, uh, my story <clears throat> around building team really starts you know, it's kind of it, what's interesting. It's it, it's kind of built around the time that I had my children. Came more, I moved from being very transactional to very personal, and building, you know, learning to build people and relationship and connection with those people. Um, and in my most recent role, I was uh, president of title operations for um, Compass uh, in uh, in like New Jersey and, and uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And um, so, kind of talk about. Like, I love this idea where people kind of, they have a family or they have some wake up moment where they're like, oh, I have to stop trading my time for money. You know, I have to make my money last. I'm not going to be able to work forever. And so kind of talk about this um, idea of, um, you know, starting out the entrepreneurship path, kind of finding growth and meaning and purpose in, in your why. Yeah, well, it was interesting because 2011 was a was a really challenging year for me. Um, I, I was due to have my second daughter who was born in July of 2011. And um, I had a friend who passed away that year. And at the same time, I was, you know, the top producing solo agent in, in my in my office at that time. And so while in many ways I was, as people would say, killing it, I don't usually use that, but I was, I was, I didn't know why I was doing it. It didn't matter to me. Like being the top agent, getting to that position didn't matter to me anymore. And I was like, well, what does matter? Right. And it's interesting. I heard um, John Maxwell say this recently like, if you want to be successful, 
you know, you can easily do that alone. But if you want to have a life of significance, it's going to take other people. And so I became very passionate about people. I mean, I've always loved people and I've always been a team player, a team leader. But uh, in 2011, I became very passionate about people. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of this quote is like kind of if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you have to have, you know, a team of people. And um, the best leaders, they can create teams and systems with these days you have software, but, you know, kind of the best teams and kind of push you further. Um, you know, of course, it's going to take you a little bit longer, but you go a little bit farther. So, um, which yeah, is really the interesting thing about software that you mentioned, like software is fantastic, but like software is only as good as the input, <laughs> right? Yeah. And guess what? People are only as good as the input as well. It's, they're only as good as the vision that the visionary is able to put out there. So I would say in 2011, you know, while I was becoming passionate about building team and building people, I wasn't very good at it. Right. It took years and years of uh, trial and error and hiring for the wrong reasons, uh, not knowing why I was hiring, hiring the wrong people, uh, mm -hmm. not training them properly, not leading them properly to, to kind of hone those skills. So I, I think, you know, that's the great thing about podcasts nowadays is you could hear from a lot of different voices on you know, how to become a great leader and what it means to be a great leader. And, you know, and then you can kind of piece together what your your fit is. Um, but I will say, you know, I'll drop, you know, the one book that got me on the right path, I would say, was Daniel Pink's Drive. Uh, that book helped me understand, you know, what, what really drives um, people to be more successful, right? It's this, this idea of purpose, uh, autonomy, and uh, mastery, and, the, and those, those three things. If, and what I love about that is autonomy, like having the ability to kind of put your own signature on what's happening. Like, yes, there is one way to do it. However, we still haven't had the best thoughts in real estate yet. We still haven't had the best thoughts in you know, medical care yet, right? Those are still to come, right? And so if we don't allow autonomy for people to think and do what they're passionate about, and all we're doing them, all we're asking them to do is just drive the ball the way we ask them to do it, drive the business the way we ask them to do it. Guess what? That's what burns people out. And that's what also slows down the growth of your business. So um, yes, we need to have standards. Yes, we need to have uh, rules and we need to have, but giving people that autonomy and then, then that autonomy in a place where they want to gain mastery is a, is a, is a, uh, a combination for success. Yeah. Talk about um, this idea of winning in business through developing meaningful connection with your team. Yeah. So over time, um, it was funny. A, a lot of my team members, they loved their one-on-ones with me. And, um, and I, you know, started to, you know, continue to hone those, um, you know, for me, like if I don't know you and I don't know where you want to go, how can I lead you? Right. Uh, especially in a real estate industry where everybody on the team is essentially an independent contractor. How can I direct you unless it's in a direction that I want to go? And, and as a leader, I, I, I'm not afraid of friction, but I tried to create as much of a friction-free leadership style as possible, which is like, tell me where you want to be. Okay, cool. Are you okay if I hold you accountable to get to that point? So, but, you know, step one really started with um, this idea of getting to know you. So now I know you, I see you, and I hear you, and I, I know I know what you're about. And in my current practice, I use a, actually, a, for someone who's a direct report to me, I actually have a questionnaire that I have them complete. Um, weirdly, it's a bit like a dating profile, but for all of the right reasons, I want to know who I'm in business with. And uh, I kind of use that to um, align with 
you know, how do these people want to be recognized? Because recognition is a big deal in the world today, especially in a remote environment where you can be doing great work, but no one sees it. But uh, so, so how do I see, how do I recognize you? How do you celebrate your birthday? Who are the important people in your life? Uh, what would you like to do on your birthday? Do you want to, you want to celebrate with me over lunch or would you rather have the day off to spend with your family? So we go deep into what, what their desires are. Also trying to understand like, what are some things that are maybe misunderstood about your personality? So we know like, Hey, when this is happening, this is what it means. And then also just like, what are your big goals? Like, where, where do you want to be? Cause as, as a leader, if I knew you, know, you, Chris, you were on my team and I knew that you wanted to be in a completely different position five years from now. If I knew that today and I can help you get there, your work today would be a lot more focused because you won't be one foot in, one foot out, right? You'll be giving me your best while I help you get to where you want to get to. So that is that getting to know you, see you, hear you portion is 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 a big part of it. That's, so that's just step one. Um, step two is you know really developing the relationship during a weekly or or regular scheduled one-on-one. It's it's you know everybody has one-on-ones, right? And a lot of times the one-on-ones are like, oh man, I have this meeting with my boss. I reverse it. It's not my agenda. It's your agenda, right? I, I, that's how I run my one-on-ones. I make it, I make it their agenda. And, and then I ask permission at the end to, you know, kind of go over what, what other things we have to do and work. When you're aligned with your people, you don't have to worry about their agenda being so far away from the company's agenda, right? From, from the business agenda, because they're, they're aligned with what you're doing. And so another opportunity to just hear, see, and know what's going on. You know, this is a place where you develop deeper relationship. One, two, you get to hear some ideas because again, we still haven't had the best idea yet, right? They're, they're still coming. So you're hearing from your people, which gives them that, that novelty, that, you know, autonomy to, uh, you know, to kind of think on their own. And then, um, then you're providing feedback to help them get towards, you know, their, their ultimate goals. And a lot of times, you know, I love taking those offline and Hey, like, you know, Let's do your one-on-one. Let's take a walk and talk because a lot, a lot of times when you do, when you make it informal, you actually connect deeper with people because you're going to hear things on the walk that you wouldn't hear on the video on Zoom or what you know, whatever. So, so I like to take it, take it deeper from that level as well. Yeah, you know, we were kind of, you know, talking in the back room, and the podcast is really about financial freedom, financial literacy. You know, yeah. talk about um, and real estate is one of those means. It's not the only one, but it's got its asset classes and got its advantages and disadvantages. Um, and we're not promoting anything, but just kind of three steps to grow your business, um, you know, to your level and, and beyond. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to answer that a little bit differently. I'm going to come at it from financial freedom. And um, what I love, I, I did a 35 episode podcast, not a big one with a, a young guy who was one of my pupils, one of my mentees. And uh, he was in his 20s. And when when he was in his early 20s, he had purchased a home that he lived in with his friends. That's called quote unquote house hacking. I'm sure someone uh-huh. has talked about that on the show before. If you want to take a great step to, to launching anything in your life, you know, getting buying real estate early and finding a way to, to house hack that um, is a fantastic way to start. Um, and you know, for the physicians out there, I love the idea of doing this during your residency because uh-huh. during your residency, you actually qualify for a physician's loan, which is basically you can get into a home with 0% down without private mortgage insurance. 
And if you're in a great market, like Philadelphia is a, probably a fantastic market for this because the prices are, uh, and that's the market that I work in. So prices are low enough that you can get in. And if you do run it as a house hack, you could actually almost live for free while running your residency. Then when you're done with your residency, because you know the people within the residency, you can go back to them and say, hey, I have a home that I'd like to rent to people in the residency program. And to me, that is almost like as close to an annuity as possible. And uh, honestly, I got excited about coming on this show because I, I, I was like, I want to run this program with somebody. So if anybody out there wants to talk about that, please, please contact, contact me. I'd love to uh, help you do that. Yeah, that's exactly what I did um, in med school because I own real estate. It was super cheap. It was, it, was, um, it was cheaper to buy than rent in Houston. And so uh, I house hacked it and then, um, you know, rented it out. And uh, I came back in 2008 when all the market was depressed and just bought up real estate. And then uh, my and then what I did was um, in residency, I also purchased a, a unit, which is also rented out to to <laughs> the future residents. So um that's that's amazing. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you ran the program. Um, well, I would say you know honestly a, a solid foundation for your life like that. Getting started early with some sort of investing, I want to preach that to everyone because my friend Matt has done so well for himself. He just turned thirty. Just bought himself a big single family home. I'm just you know very proud of of him um, to see that happen. And I'm and the funny thing about my podcast, Chris, was the story was do what Matt did, not what Jesse did. Right. So I, I got to learn the lessons and then I got to watch it work with someone who was, you know, you know, one of my mentees. So the, the second step, you asked me for three steps. The second step is I would create a, an absolute set of core values for your business. You know, if you don't know what you stand for, uh, what's the line from Hamilton? You know, if you don't know what you, what you stand for, what will you fall for? Uh, that has created an opportunity. Like when, when the last business that I built, we created, you know, two solid core values. And when I went out to sell the company, when either to new customers or recruits or anyone that they were able to see like this company actually stands for something that matters. And it helped me uh, attract really some great top talent that are now running that company. Um, so to me, like that's, that's a solid step to know what you stand for. And then step three is always, you know, for me, it's like find, find the five people in that company that are, you know, your direct reports and make sure you win with them and teach them how to win with their people. Because at the end of the day, we're only as good as the people we have around us. And um, the more we can encourage them to, to you know, develop as a person and, and as an employee, the, 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 the faster the business will grow, the more successful they'll be. And frankly, who wants to work with people who aren't happy? All right. We want to work with people that feel engaged, that are happy, that know that you know, their boss is actually looking out for, the, for their best. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um they say that the best time to buy real estate was yesterday and the next best time is today. Real estate is a long-term play. It's not a lot of people think it's like you're a realtor, you're a speculator or flipping, you know, more, more, it's more just buy and hold and just, you know, just preserve your wealth in there. Um, I agree. Also, and, and, and also understanding like, why did, why are you buying the real estate? Like what's the value, like what's the purpose behind it? You know, financial freedom is a nice statement, but you know, why do you want financial freedom? Like, what does that do for you? Um, so that goes back to the core values. And I would also say on the real estate side, building out that team. So who, you know, who are your wealth determiners? Who are your, who are your uh, success determiners in your real estate portfolio? That's the same as building any other team, whether it's uh, in a corporate situation or, or otherwise. You're, you know, 
knowing those people and, and, you know, diving deep and getting to understand them, it will, will lead to higher, more success. Yeah. Well, kind of, um, picking back off of what you're talking about is this, um, you talk about the top three things to avoid while growing your business. I'm curious what that is. Yeah. Well, the top, you know, I would say number one is, you know, hiring the wrong person, like hiring out of need. Right. So, so that, that to me is, is absolutely a no, no. So, so basically you get to the point, you grew your business so big and then you just throw a body in to, to run that business. And, and if you do that, if you've done that enough times, like I can say I have early on in my career, like um, what you find out is not, not only did it cost you money, it cost you time, it cost you happiness, and it may cost you your reputation in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, again, I'm all about connection, but I'd never call my, so number two is I'd never call my, never call my business a family right? Like that's yeah. a no, no. Um, I think we can build a, we could build a strong team. We can even be a squad. That was actually one of my previous teams. We called us ourselves a squad. Um, but family is different. So I think, you know, avoiding that. And, and the third would be not investing in, into your people. A lot of companies, you know, for many reasons, think it's good to run lean and mean. And I absolutely believe that, but investing in their education, uh, training, and growth is is absolutely most important. And you can hear, uh, Chris, I'm all about people. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, where can people find out more about you, read about you, reach out to you, et cetera? Yeah, Chris, well, there's a couple of things I'm doing right now. Uh, one is I'm doing uh, consulting for r- large real estate teams or larger producers. So, um, so that is one thing that I'm doing. And I'm very passionate about meeting with uh, other leaders, founders, and frankly, you know, even heads of household that are looking for help building deeper connection. If you have any interest in that, uh, you can find me at jessedjohnston.com. That's J-E-S-S-E, D is in David, and then Johnston at, at um, uh, .com. So. Yeah, for all the audience out there, let's thank Jesse for coming on and talking about you know really interesting ideas around um, team and building and scaling centered around financial freedom. Real estate is part of that. Um, All of Jesse's on LinkedIn and Instagram and all of his resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Chris. This was great.